Welcome to the Modern Bruja podcast, where we break down our cultural practices as modern brujas. Bienvenidos, everybody. <laughs> We're so ridiculous. To Modern Bruja with Jay and Sin. We, we haven't been talking for like the last 20 minutes before we started recording. Well, it's because we had to catch up because... Yeah. <laughs> which has been busy so that's so funny we were catching up welcome everyone excited for the month of june new moon yeah um well actually it's not in june it's in may it is in may see we don't even know anymore it's gemini season folks that's what i'm trying to tell you so hold on to your britches people what's the what's the equivalent of hold on to your britches in spanish panties Gara tu calzones. Tus yes. tonis, tus tonis. I, this is when we i realize you because <laughs> i would never <laughs> even think of calzones like the first thing i think of boom panties because we say but, it like well, spanish a you know what i'm saying Right. Well, here's the thing. I was going to say chonies, but I realized okay. that chonies is very Mexican. It's very Mexican-American. Like, how right. you all say panties, we say chonies. Like, everybody in California will say chonies. Okay. Get, get your chonies. Get your chonies, people. Get your chonies, right? <laughs> so I was trying to say, like, what's the proper word for panties, which is calzones, is technically the right word. That's, like, the, the, appropriate. that's the appropriate term. I am willing to bet good money on it that it's calzones. It's panties. It's not panties. Panties. <laughs> it's not panties. It's, it's panties. calzones. It's calzones. <laughs> okay. And I was trying to be more mediocre and come in with the colonizer Spanish and be like, <laughs> what's the proper term? And then you came out and left me with panties. I said, well, I'm going to then. If you can say panties, I can say chonies. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Being a Chicana from California, moving to New York, I speak like five different types of Spanish. I bet. I was going to say. Mexican and Salvadoran, because it's what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. I speak colonizer Spanish, because I took it in, in school. Right. Dominican and Puerto Rican. I actually speak Cuban Caribbean. now, very one-to-one, and Colombian starting to catch up to me now, because there's oh. a lot of Colombians here. Mm -hmm. So actually, seven types of Spanish people, seven types of Spanish. Boom. That's some type of witchery right there, let me tell you. <laughs> Okay. Some type of witchery. Oh my gosh. How you been, Mama? Good. As I die here, you know, Mercury in retrograde. Mm -hmm. And Sin just pointed out that Gemini is my sixth house. And so yeah, we're going through it health-wise. But we're gonna get it together. You're gonna get it together. Because yeah. Mercury is in retrograde right now. It starts off in Gemini, then it goes into Taurus, I think the 22nd, if I remember correctly. I, it's around the late, definitely later May, because that's really where we need to, I'm going to say, don't panic, but I feel like Taurus, panic. I know, <laughs> I think it's going to be a little worse in Taurus than it is in Gemini, because right, Taurus is like stubborn, right? In general, Taurus can be stubborn and hard-headed and so when you bring in that retrograde it like amplifies it a little bit and so there's going to be some stubbornness in communication because uh taurus also rules the throat 
Right. right. So the communication aspect of it. And it's a mercury, which is all about communication. Right. Well. So it's so, just amplified. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And Tauruses are very stubborn. So I would not be surprised if many of you might find uh, some need to vocalize discontent <laughs> in your life and feeling like you got to challenge some authority. And I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely look at people, look at your finances in Taurus. I was just thinking that too, because yeah. money, there's, a, there's an opportunity to make some mistakes there from with money because of Venus ruling Taurus and yeah. Venus being a planet of money and, and beauty. There's a, there's, is that potential to like mm -hmm. make some mistakes in money over spending. Yeah, so, so don't freak out, but freak out. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> basically. No, don't freak out. I, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm, I think we've said this a million times on the podcast, but like, I'm not a person that goes like, oh my God, Mercury, everything's going to be thrown into shambles. Oh my God, how am I going to survive? Now, don't get me wrong. I will blame Mercury if I mess up. I mm -hmm. will totally blame Mercury because what does it exist for? If I can't, but right. <laughs> I like to really think about like the things that are probably annoying me the most. I'm ruled by Mercury because I'm a Virgo, right? Mm -hmm. Like just because I'm a Virgo rising and I'm dominant in Virgo, Mercury is my, it's my like chart ruler and it's my dominant ruler. I tend to feel Mercury's effect a little bit differently and kind of, I'm used to that like type of in your face, like shit isn't working. So how do you reassess right. all the time? So I'm a little used to it, but I just tell people, just look at what it's, what's coming up for you, right? Look at where Taurus and Gemini are in your chart. And those are probably the areas that you're probably going to need to reassess the most. Mm -hmm. Want to be vocal. Like you might say, and then Taurus, like, go I'm ahead. Say, take a second before responding too, because I feel like with this transit, we just want to snap and respond. And it's like, right. before you snap and respond, take a step back and then assess and then be like oh okay that's not how it, they meant it and because Taurus definitely gets stubborn maybe before you dig your heels into the ground mm -hmm. you really evaluate everything and realize that if I'm am I having the right reaction to this right um and also like letting go of some of the stubbornness around some of the stuff like things that may not be going your way just allowing it to go with ease and realizing that everything is happening with its own timing Mm -hmm. um definitely what I would recommend but we're also new moon in Gemini <sighs> on May 30th you know I think Gemini's get a bad rap and they deserve it Thanks. but <laughs> you know what I don't mind Gemini women because you're Sagittarius yes so me and Gemini can go back and forth on ideas like all Sagittarius, day but yeah <laughs> I can go back and forth like I love hearing about all their ideas and you know like all the things they got going on it's like yes get it you know <laughs> but like a Sag or a, similar to a Sagittarius man I feel like Sagittarius men get a bad rap so do Gemini men mm -hmm. but why do they get a bad rap Jay <sighs> well my brother is a Gemini and I saw it firsthand my brother gave me trust issues oh shit oh he was awful oh, awful shit. but he's like the one who can sell an Eskimo a fan like he can really 
And then he'll turn around and make it sound like it was your idea the whole time. Like I used to watch him like just play my mother this way too. I'm like, mom, how are you not seeing this? Like he's telling you it's your idea somehow, but it wasn't. And like the things that he's gotten away with, insanity. Every Gemini I know can make their plan sound like your idea yes. and, make, and make you execute it on top of it like yep. and make you like do all the work yeah like they are they've got definitely that charm um I so Gem I was joking and, and somewhat joking <laughs> that, like, they get a bad rap I mean like they've got like some of like the most perverse killers like mm-hmm. because they can be perverse right like mm-hmm. these Geminis have like this this really very special look at Kanye thing. right he's a famous uh, Gemini Yes, and he's that, that, you know when he could Gemini's he Gemini's like he really goes he digs into that <laughs> he really Gemini's Ooh, we should phrase that we should coin that like oh it's like oh he's really really Gemini out or really Virgo yes out. yes I personally really like Gemini's because being ruled by Mercury they're just the more social version of a Virgo right, right. so I have all these internal conversations and they're just having it externally so I'm like, oh, I'm really, I'm really not rap tight because you're like doing that. Right. And that's how Kanye, people see Kanye, right? Like he's not really rap tight. And he might have, you know, some issues, some his own issues. But I feel like a lot of his work, like when he does things, you know, his songs or whatever, he's expressing out loud, right? Like right. he's processing out loud. That's how, that's how he works. Right. So he does. When he gets into that mode, he gets very Gemini. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah, there. It's interesting. So the new moon in Gemini. Um, you know, I think it's a good time to do a couple of different things. Gemini is like the ultimate multitasker. Yes. Right. So I think that if you're planning on doing anything or many things, this is the month to do it mm-hmm. because once Cancer season rolls around, you'll probably be very like psychotically emotional in the house. Right. And intuitive and intuitive. Psychotic in the house. (laughs) I'm just here for the burns. Yeah, I see. Virgo um, energy. Duh. duh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I always like Gemini season. It's always like, right. um, I feel like there's always good energy around like mm-hmm. Gemini season coming up. Just Gemini's in general tend to like, you know, stress people the fuck out, which is <laughs> right. normal. Like, because it is like, they they can make anything sound like your idea and then make you do it. They're like great. Right. At, like some of my best friends, my cousin, they're like Gemini's and I always laugh because I'm just like. But they're good oh, with words too so even if you want to manifest something I would write it down mm-hmm. right because take advantage of that Gemini energy because I feel like they're good with words and that's why we fall into their traps of ideas because they sound amazing when when they tell you about it right. <laughs> you know and then they're like yeah I'll be right back and then you're stuck with the assignment by yourself so and then they'll come back when it's done and be like see I told you it would work out right <laughs> Oh, Heminis, Heminis. Oh, we should have done our Walter Mercado voice. Heminis. <laughs> oh my goodness. I actually just spent some time with some Geminis, my godson and my nephew. And let me tell you, 
individually, they're like, when you have them by themselves, they're like climbing on walls, climbing on walls. But because they were in a group with a bunch of other different signs, they were a little calm. But Mm -hmm. my godson, who I adore and love, was like like a little travieso. Like he was... Earning his name for yeah, sure. Like earning it. that name. Like he was a lot. And then he would like start fights with everybody and then be like, but they hit me first. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, always think, I always think that kids really show their sun sign, right? Oh, yeah, they're so unbiased sure. that you can see that sun sign coming a mile away. Oh, for sure. Because like so he was like, he learned the, first of all, very talkative from a young age, like very talkative, right? So still very talkative, but he learned the manipulation that Gemini's are known for, which is like, like, cara inocente, like I'm innocent here, but all like the bad stuff over here. So he learned that he's got a very innocent face. So if he can blame, he's going to blame. Yeah. So he just learned like somebody would come at him, be like, but they did it first. And I'd be like, yo, I just had my eyes on you the entire time. But he did it first. There are some things that I... I've seen Virgos get more eccentric as they age. Like they evolve. Like, you know how they have the evolved Gemini, the unevolved. Yes. Yeah. I see many Virgos become actually like part of their being evolved a little bit is being more like social. Yeah. Because Virgos tend to be very like... I see that. Yeah, like you know, they're in the tarot, they're the hermit card, right? right? So they tend to be very hermity, but as they evolve, they become more like Gem- Gemini's because mm-hmm. they're basically all that internal chatter they got, they start to express it, and you're like, "Yo, girl, keep it inside your brain." Like, you like, like it's like home girl. Yes, like you're, you're sounding crazy. Like yes. it's crazy, right? Gemini's tend to be consistent. Like they, they like they, they don't stop. Consistent. They don't stop. So isn't, isn't Trump a, a Gemini too? I feel like he is. Is he? I don't know. We're gonna put he him in the Gemini be. category. We're gonna yeah. put him in a Gemini category. He could be. Because you're right. Like they don't, and I maybe it's because it's the whole twin situation, but it's almost like they have double the energy and so they never grow up in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so they just keep well, it's because they manipulated for so long. They don't know that they need to. June 14th, he's a Gemini. I knew it. Yes, look at you. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, that's evil. Because... Evil. No, the Geminis are cute. Kanye and him got along though, huh? Probably because they're both like they understood each other i wouldn't cannot imagine being in a room with them talking to each other the way i would probably have a headache at the end of that like it would have been it would be too much too much gemini energy at that point can we talk about the actually you know what i don't know why i want to talk about this right now but i do the sagittarius um i always want to say sagittarius because i got (laughs) the sagittarius and gemini energy because y'all are sister signs yeah So sister signs are everybody in the zodiac has a sister sibling. So like Virgo has Pisces, mm-hmm. Cancer has not Scorpio. They have Aquarius, right? Mm-hmm. Cancer and Aquarius. Um, and usually like when they're when you know you have, for example, I'm always picking on Pisces, right? You know, because I'm a Virgo, and so mm-hmm. I'm either gonna love the Pisces or I'm gonna absolutely hate the Pisces like a sibling like you're either gonna love your sibling or gonna absolutely hate them right right? um and an evolved Pisces acts like an like a Virgo 
right? In a Virgo that's a little bit more evolved, will, will have attributes of a Pisces, right? Right. I will never say that we're like a Pisces, but we'll have attributes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I was, I was partially raised by a Pisces. My tia that helped raise me was a Pisces, and oh I loved god. it. Just then. But like the delusion, <laughs> delusion that runs in a Pisces sometimes. I'm like, mm, mm, I could, okay. I could agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, I always I'm picking up this sibling pair because out of all the sibling <clears throat> pairs, you all make me laugh the hardest. Because Sagittarius and Virgo, I think, are alike in the fact that we like control and order, right? Mm -hmm. And like, we just like things to be smooth. We just want to tell you how to do it and then you can go do it, right? right? We don't want to like, we don't want to tell you why you should do it that way. We don't want to play games with you. We just want you to like, if you want to, if you want to get a career and they're coming to you, Jay, right? For a tarot reading and you're, and you're, the the cards are telling them, Mm -hmm. right? This is what they have to do. You told them. You don't feel like you got to play any other games with them. Right. That's what it is, right? Virgo's the same way. I'm like, that's what it says. This is why I had to stop doing that stuff because it was like, my Virgo was like going, like, this is too much stress for me to have to <laughs> have a conversation with you three times. Like, I get the same answer, buddy. Same <laughs> answer, right? The problem with the Gemini is that you have to mind trick them mm-hmm. to get them to do anything because that's how they treat everybody. Right. So they right? expect the same type of energy. Right. So Virgo gets that because Mercury, right? Like we get, like, we see what they're like. So like, I always, I've learned this dealing with Gemini's. I just make, they have like major FOMO in life. Mm-hmm. So I make everything that I'm doing really cool and I don't invite them. <laughs> so that they can come at the end. They'll, they'll always show up every yeah. single time. <laughs> Whenever I'm dealing with a Gemini, I just hang up on them. They're calling <laughs> me all the time. Every friend that I've ever had, that's a Gemini my cousin that's a Gemini I just ignore them and they're up my butt right Sagittarius refused to play that game with Gemini's yeah like y'all refuse you're like you're either gonna do it or you're not Mm -hmm. like I have given you and Gemini's like well you're not cool enough like basically like it's always like but then it's like you gotta think Sagittarius is a mutable sign right right so it's hard and like I'm not gonna play with you like either you're doing it or you're not I'm not gonna waste my time and I'm not going to sit here with the word play back and forth because I already know how you're coming. So either we're doing this or we're not and I'm moving on. But we're not going to play. Like, I'm not playing with you back and forth doing this whole thing. Like, like how Dominicans say, back and forth. Right. Gemini yeah. likes the back and forth. Yes. They live for the back and forth. Yes. So, some <laughs> of the, so like, the funniest thing to me are, like, Sagittarius and Gemini couples because there's this is why I'm telling you like you're one of my favorite pairings right oh it's like Taurus and Scorpio my dad so my dad's a Scorpio my mom's a Taurus right they're also siblings Mm -hmm. so they're gonna love or they're gonna hate each other right right and usually when they're fighting the worst is because they're in the uninvolved like the unevolved parts of their signs right they're like reacting from that space but like Gemini and Sagittarius to me are like the funniest because it's you always have a Sagittarius because they're both social Mm -hmm. right they both want to get things done, mm-hmm. right? But like a Gemini will want to sit there and convince the Sagittarius, like this is the, like basically like trying to pawn off their idea on you. That's my and childhood. Then, <laughs> and Sagittarius is like, wait a minute, we've been here before. <laughs> like, That's my childhood. And he was, I mean, he's a lot older than me. Oh my um, God. But that's, that's my childhood. And he's still trying to convince me 
like I'm eight, nine years old. He's trying to convince me. I'm like, nah, I ain't playing that with you, bro. By the time I was 12, I was a pro. I was like, we're not going to do, that's what we're not going to do. But like my mother never got hip to it. So I would sit back like, how am I seeing through him? And you are not. What sign is your mom? Well, you know how we have two different birthdays, right? Yes. Her actual birthday is a Gemini. Mm. So she is also like officially a Gemini, Mm -hmm. even though she doesn't celebrate. It's not the birthday that she celebrates. What does she celebrate? Is it Fe- I don't even know anymore, girl. I don't know if it's February. She swore she was born in February. She was not. She was born in June. <clears throat> Can we talk about how this has messed up the astrology of like generational healing? Because we're, yeah. dealing, we're like, your parent might be acting like a Gemini, but they're swearing they're an Aquarius. So you're yes. totally dealing with their approach is totally wrong with that. Right. This is about being a bruja with Latin American parents. So for those of you that had the privilege of not having this fuckery happen with your parents, in Latin America, there's always, almost everyone, now it's different, right? Like if, right. if your parent- we, like, we got technology now, but our parents- So like, you know, we're a woman of certain age, mm-hmm. right? Like our parents are older. So yes. like they're going to be part of this, right? Well, my mom had me a lot older too, though. Right. Like, but I think that if your parents were born like mid seventies or earlier, right? yes. they not like, so like sixties, fifties, so like before, 40s. like the internet really. Yeah. Before the, before, before mid 75, right. right? I would agree 75, they usually have two birthdays. Mm-hmm. The day that they were actually born, that may be only their mother knows. And then the day that their parent, usually their father declares them yeah right so it's usually their father or their grandfather would have to go declare them mm-hmm. to the local ministry and then that's their birthday right right so you have like aunts and uncles parents that were like born 10 years after they were born like I yeah. have a data somewhere that I can't remember like she had, she had like her birthday was like 10 years so she would claim she was 10 years younger and we're like oh my god yeah no my mom's birthday was like two. It was funny because it's two days after she was actually born. But she can tell you the time that she was born. I thought that That's was crazy. Hilarious. I'm like, how do you know your time? She's like, oh, they wrote it down. And I'm just like, but they couldn't no, go to double check. Because I found my mom's birth certificate. And the crazy thing is that she would always say, well, I was born in February. Plus, my mom was the youngest. And I feel like the farther oh, down the line you get, the less. year they get, right? They care to go to the town hall or whatever. And looking at her birth certificate, you also needed to take someone with you. So like you needed, you know, like when you get married and you have a best man, like you have to take a witness with you to be like, yeah, I witnessed the birth, which to me is wild. (laughs) So there's a witness on her birth certificate along with my grandfather's information and my grandmother's information. They had a witness, but she would always say like, oh, you know, I was born in February, but they didn't, um, her like legal birth birthday is May 15th. I'm like, it's it's like June something. It's not even June so, something, whatever she wanted. Not Total even Gemini. Not Total even, Gemini. Total yes. Gemini energy. Whatever she wanted. She's like, yeah, all this. And, and she just told the story and I believed it this whole time. And I was like, y'all lying. I don't even know how I found that birth certificate, to be honest, because I, there's no way I was looking in February and I was looking in May. 
<laughs> and she wasn't born either of those days. Well, this was actually a very like important conversation because I do think a lot of brujas that are dealing with like doing a lot of generational healing, mm-hmm. right? Or like ancestral healing or sometimes also looking to astrology. Okay, like my mom yeah. is an Aries, right? right? And like, I like she's been clashing with my cancer energy of like water, right? Or whatever. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think of like two signs that sometimes don't go well together. I feel like that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, and your, your mother may not be an Aries. Right. She actually might be like a Pisces, right? And what actually might be triggering you is that it's that water energy that's very like, it's the same water energy, but it's being dealt with in a different way. Because sometimes the well, things that trigger us the most are things that are much more similar to us than opposite of us. That's true. But I was going to say too, pro tip, we could always look at our birth chart because our moon represents correct our mom, right? And so my Libra moon, totally, that's how I saw my mom, right? She was a hairstylist. She was very always about like in her youth, right? She was always about her beauty and her appearance. Um, and always with that, like Venus energy of money and abundance with her beauty. That's how she made money. But as a mom, I also see it in my kids' birth charts, right? Because they both, they have very different moons. So I'm like, how am I? But I'm a very different, that's the mother that they need from me, right? Where one has a cancer moon and they and he needs that cancer energy from me. And that's what he gets. And my other son has a Taurus moon. And those conversations we have are very Taurus-like, like what's for dinner? Are you taking me to the mall? How much money? Like it's all about like that how much food is energy, there? right? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, that works because my Libra moon allows me to be able to swing back and forth because it's an air energy between Cancer and Taurus and allows mm-hmm. me to be able to do that for them while staying in my Libra moon. So yeah, that's a pro tip. So if you don't know what your mom is, because, you know, she might be like my mom who has three different birthdays at this point, we don't know her birthday anymore. Then look at your own moon. Cause that'll tell you how they interacted with you. Right. right. So look at what sign it's in and then what, what uh, house, house it's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that'll tell you how they interacted with you. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to feel petty for me? Hmm. <laughs> Virgo moon in the first house. Oh my God. Yeah. Helicopter mom. I guess the vibe I get like helicopter like very detailed, very um, hyper-present. No, like not even hyper-present. It was like, it was very, um, very much highly critical. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, very highly critical. Treated, like she actually was really good about teaching me independence as a child. So like my mom was, I actually have to say, like my mom was really good about you are responsible for yourself. No one else is. Right? She was really yeah, good. I feel like that's an immigrant mom of that time too, because my mom always be like, Girona, si pase, and I'm like, I'm like nine. I go, okay, mom, like chill. I'm I nine. Say, I share this story all the time because my parents were always like Taurus Scorpio, always on right. again, off again. Right. Because it was like that sibling relationship where they were trying to figure each other out. My dad, I think at one point must have like fear, like, I don't know if your mom cooks for you when I'm gone. Like, I don't know if oh, your mom like yeah. takes care of you. So he taught me how to cook at age five. Like who lets their child so play with funny. fire? 
Right. So like I was cooking like eggs. Like and so like to this day, I'm like an egg. That's expert. funny because my dad was a tourist too. And that's what like he was an amazing cook. Like I've always preferred his cooking. But it's funny that your tourist dad really wanted to make sure you were fed. Like that is a so no, tourist. my dad's a Scorpio, but I think I think my dad's a Taurus moon. Gotcha. I think my dad, we think we have his birth time. So I think he's a Taurus. So your moon. mom was the Taurus. My mom was a Taurus with a Scorpio moon. Oh my God. And your dad was a, now I can yeah. see the opposite. Yeah. They were totally into opposites, but I cracked, I cracked up. Cause I'm like, to this day, I'm like, nobody cooks eggs as well as I do. I don't need you to cook me an egg. I could be on my deathbed. I'm like, I go to the, I go to a place. Like we were just on vacation and like, I was just like, you're not cooking these eggs correctly. Like, this is horrible. Like, like I've I been just, doing this since I was five. I have tips. Okay. <laughs> For like ever. Right? <laughs> and to the point where That's my dad, crazy. like when we were in Mexico last year, my dad was just like, <clears throat> no te hice los huevos porque tú eres bien particular. Like, my dad was like, I love that. <laughs> And my mom was like, this is why I didn't cook anything for her because she's so critical. Oh my God. <laughs> but they always say like, if you want something cooked well, let a Virgo do it. That Thank and like you. your hair. My hairdresser was a Virgo and she was like, every strand had to be perfect. So like, if you can get yourself a cook and a hairdresser that's a Virgo, you're doing, you're doing great things in life. Service is our love language. We just want to serve. We just want to serve. But no, I do laugh. But I would say this. Look at the, the what the house is, what the moon is in, your moon is in, to, to Jay's point. Because it will tell you a lot. Like when I did some healing around my mother lineage, it was actually when I realized like my mom taught me to be an adult as a child. Right. right. So like I felt like my childhood was robbed because I was like, right. I was too grown up for my age. Me right. Too. Yeah. But then I looked at her Scorpio moon and like there's a lot of darkness in that and like how they mother and how they so right. I was just like, oh that makes a lot of sense. Right? right. Like this now makes sense of why she like she was always like surrounded by death actually. My mom was as a child. So like she's like you may not have me. Right. Which makes sense. She's like, you let know? me prepare you. Right. Because, you know, you might not, I might not be here. And my mom used to tell me the same thing, but, but I do feel like that generation too is like on sur like survival mode, right? You're mm -hmm. in a new country. You don't know who, you don't know the language. You're just trying to get by. Like survival is all you can think of. And so that's how you're parenting for survival, because that's all you know how to do. Like you can't nurture, you can't thrive in that type of energy especially if you might be here illegally at that point, you know what I mean? Right. Like you're in survival mode. And so that's what you, especially, mm -hmm. I can't imagine because my parents, you know, they did what they did, but they were here legally. But I can't imagine if being, you know, me being born in the US and having my parents be illegal, which happens everywhere and having that threat of they might be taken away from you, you end up in foster care because you're an American. You're not going to end up, mm -hmm being shipped with them back to Mexico or Dominican Republic or wherever, Haiti or wherever you're coming from, <clears throat> you end up here without your parents, which is scary too. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I think that that's something that I think a lot of folks grew up with when we talk about like mother wounds, right. And like the mm -hmm. healing that needs to happen around that. Like, I also think like my mom was from El Salvador 
And Salvadoran women were some of the first women immigrants to come to the U.S. without men, like in higher numbers than any other yeah. country because of the Civil War. And my mom was honestly part of that first wave. Her her mom left her right before she, when she was around five to come to the wow. U.S. Right, so like came here, left her by herself with her grandparents. Right, then her mom passed away when she was fifteen. But she had a couple of cousins where that happened, where the women left, they got divorces or whatever, like men died, whatever it was. Right. And then they came to the US. And then so these children were left back in the home country to be raised by themselves, right? So that was like the, one of the first waves to happen in the yeah. middle, right? That was happening. And then they come here. So they grew up without their parents. Sometimes they come here, like my mom came here. She was undocumented. I don't remember, like she got, she got her papers during the Reagan era, which is why they're like Reagan, you know, like Reagan supporters because right. I, right? Um, I'm like, he also screwed up, or right. but I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> um, these Reaganomics were not adding up. Right. The math was the math. <laughs> um, we should really talk about political brujas too. See, but I feel that's another piece of how we are able to see through the bullshit of like the Reagan administration because we're not in survivor mode, right? right? So we can look back and go, yo, he wasn't all that. And, but they can't see it because they were just getting by. Like they were just, you know, they were just surviving. And it's crazy them. how you mentioned that your mom's mom passed away when she was five. She was 15. 15. My mom was 15. Um, she was five when she moved to the U.S., so your mom was five because there was a you that number repeated. Your mom was five when she came to the U.S. and you were five when your dad was trying to teach you how to cook. Because see, so there's always like patterns that we gotta look out so, for. I will tell you this: it's still up on my website. Go to Centravia. So I actually talk about the healing lineage that I did with my mom around like a lot of forgiveness that I had to do because it was like a lot of resentment, right? Of yeah. like you, I wasn't, you know, when you're. When you're healing, the first part that I see with a lot of people in their healing is blame, yeah. right? And then eventually you take ownership of like, what's my piece around how do I heal myself, right? So right. the first part of my blame was, I felt like my childhood was robbed, right? So I was I like, my that. mom robbed my childhood. She didn't let me yep. be a kid. And it was like Same. a lot of resentment towards my mom, right? Like, oh, she was, I don't know what she was doing, but she was living the life while I was at home cooking my eggs, right? <laughs> Or like me who moved out as a teenager, because why am I sitting here cleaning your house and doing paying your bills when I can do that on my own and have my freedom, right? Right. And so, so like, yeah, no, but these are like all the things that are important. So when right. I did my, my mother wound and I healed my mother wound, and it's always evolving because once you heal one mm -hmm. part of your mother wound, something else something comes up. up. Right? Mm -hmm. But like what I realized about my mom is that my mom wasn't the first person. So my mom, to my mom, if you ask my mom, she'll tell you she lost her mom at five. It wasn't 15. She was five. Because, because that's that when her last, mom came to the that U.S. Was honestly, the last time she saw her mom until she saw her in a casket. Damn, right? like my mom never. Yeah, my mom never saw her mom after that. My grandmother was one of, she was the oldest of about nine or 10 kids. And her, my great grandfather like, did a lot of business and was moving around a lot, but they, she was like the oldest. So like, you know, usually the oldest usually deal with more of like the poverty when they're like trying to build stuff up more of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was left with two aunts at the age of five, right? So that was step one, like that was second generation of somebody right. being left at age five. My great grandmother lost her. So we had about three generation of women in my family that all lost their mom of age at five, right? So my mom, 
last saw her mom age five. Her mom was dropped off with two aunts to live at the age of five and didn't really see them again until she was a teenager. My great grandmother lost her mother through childbirth at age of five, right? And then the stories that we know of my, because there's not much that is known about my great grandmother because she passed away so young, right? Mm -hmm. Is that they also believe she was orphaned very, very young, right? Wow. So we can actually go back minimum of three generations where mothers were like children were losing their mothers at age of five right right and if you look at me at age of five my parents were in this space of like my my mom right was a single mom my parents because they were off and on all the time right and she made a conscious choice to have me and then to raise me so my mom grew up with like this is really hard and you're not being grateful <laughs> right <laughs> because like my mom just abandoned me and I'm here yeah. raising you and you're being ungrateful. You're doing all of these like, things. I'm here. Yeah. It was her mother wound, right? Like she never had a mother to actually, she had a great grandmother, but she never had a, a mother to actually like look after her the way that her mother would. Mm-hmm. So it was like healing her wound in the process of forgiveness of her own mom. So that she could say like, oh, wait, you know, this is something that we both need to work on. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a very good, healing lesson in the ancestral lineage because it wasn't just healing my own like healing my own mother wound actually helped me heal an ancestral lineage within my family of a bunch of and my mom was actually the first one to break it my mom unknowingly healed a lineage by doing something different right just by mothering the best way she knew right the the best best way way she knew knew. and that's the thing that's the duality of understanding that they might have been a different space than we are in, right? That we have a privilege that they might not have had where they were in survival mode and they could only do like the basics for us. Like you're, you're clothed, you're safe, you're fed. That's me mothering you, right? And then on the other side, knowing that, that, hey, that wasn't enough. I needed emotional support too. But I, I understand but I still don't excuse it. You know what I mean? Like there's that duality of, I get it. And I, you know, we all have our mother wounds. And so I get that this is all you could give me, but you still were not the best mom. Like, right. Cause there is a duality in that. Yeah. Right. And it was a coming to an acceptance of, I needed more. Right. And I wanted more. Like understand right. that I couldn't get more. Because, because of that, that whatever was trauma you were going through, but you still wasn't shit as a mom. Like, that's how I see it. <laughs> She's like, are you still like shit? Okay, let's back this is the message. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. Feliz Día de la Mamá. Feliz. Are you still ain't shit? That's how I see it. You still ain't shit. Yeah, I think for me, it, it gave me a lot of um understanding of my mom that even as an adult right Right. like sometimes like when she's from a space where I'm like before like it was girl it was triggering my mom I couldn't like like, my mom's being my mom again and I can't right it gave me some understanding once I healed that piece of like oh this is where she's reacting from and it helped me have conversations with her in a different way right that like has changed the dynamic so like now there's some things like there's to be honest there's some conversations she actually won't have with me anymore because she's realizing like oh you're looking for a mother-daughter dynamic you're not looking for like uh you're an adult dynamic right right you always and you you have a different experience where I had to cut my mom off right 
because some people, and again, like I don't, um, I understand, but don't excuse, right? Because some people have their traumas and I get that and I'm not invalidating it. But sometimes what happens when we're in traumas is that when you're not working on healing that, you stay stuck in whatever age that trauma happened, right? So, you know, God forbid there was like a sexual trauma or something at like 17. That's where you're at. You're at 17 and it doesn't matter if you're 70 with and your grandmother and you have you know grown adult kids you're 17 and when you get triggered you get triggered like a 17 year old and at some point I had to tell especially after I became a mom and I noticed I was like I would never do this to my kids like what are you doing and that's really when I had to step back because I'm like I'm protecting my kids now because that's my job as a mother is to protect them from you because I don't want them to see this right Mm -hmm. And you're not working on your healing. Like you're still literally 17. So I have to raise my kids. Like I cannot raise you too. Like that's not fair. Right. And so at some point you have to be like, okay, where, where am I cutting this off? Because this is not healthy for me. Our relationship isn't healthy. It's not going to be healthy for my kids. And so I wish you well, and I pray for you, but we got to be separated. And those are like cutting cords, right? Mm-hmm. Those are like cutting, like energetic cords so that that mm-hmm. energy has been feeding in. And that's sometimes really important. And like, I think that that's a, that's honestly a choice that everybody that's doing healing at some point needs to make sense. There were times where I cut off my mom. Right. Because like actually having to deal with that energy wasn't helpful to me. Right. So your growth. Yeah. Right. And so like there's, but and but you're healing way. like and you're healing back you like you need to like process your own stuff without their energy right right so sometimes you need to cut people off or just like give yourself a break from them right right and I think what Jay said is really important like if a person isn't willing to heal I think what made a difference between my mom between this last time around when I was doing the mother wound healing and the stuff in the like in the past was that she was willing to listen this time around which right? is important, mm-hmm. which in the past should be like, oh, you always want to blame me. You right. always want to blame me for your childhood. And I'm just like, well, who is responsible? <laughs> like, you like, my mom, girl, who else? Like, I, listen, I'm just saying I deserve therapy. Right. That's all I'm saying. I didn't choose to be here. You know what you did this. <laughs> Thank you. Ingrata. That's literally what I could hear her say. That's what I would get called. Malcriada. I'm like, oh, I get okay. ingrata. I get ingrata. I'm like, malcriada, um, pero quien me crio? Thank you. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Like, uh, so Mexicans, Mexicans mainly have like the saying, hija de tu chingada madre, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, like child of like your fucked up mother basically right. so as a kid I'd be like but you're my mom okay <laughs> but you're my mom and she's like oh blah 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 I'm like I don't understand how that is a diss to me okay that is a diss to you <laughs> right yes I am my mother's child correct and I'm acting accordingly <laughs> like, like who else is am I gonna be but not yours like oh my yeah that God. used to get a couple of snacks as a kid um, oh yeah same but 
but in healing, it's important to kind of have those moments and understand where you want to go with them because it is important. I think that if you have a parent that is willing to, hear, and it's not, it's not easy, even when they're willing to hear right. you, it's still painful, right? Because right. It's, it's difficult. Because you're healing with them. To have so they're, conversations. they're in the process of healing. Mm-hmm. And so for like me, my mom, what that conversation was like, you know, I had a realization the other day and she was like, well, what about what? I was like, you lost your mom at five. She's like, yeah. Grandma lost her, her, her mom at five. Her mom, Mama Maria, lost her mom at five. And I said, that's a lot. You were, you were the only one to keep a child. Right. Right. And I said, I think, and I literally thanked her. That moment of me just having gratitude for what she did in changing something changed and switched something in her. Right. Right. And because like she was able to say like, oh. even if she didn't say it out loud, she's thinking about it. It's like planting a seed, right. That she's thinking about that. She's like, wow. And made yeah. her change her perspective, even if she might not have said it out loud. Right. Yeah. And like, so all those moments of like, where she's like, oh, you're not being thankful. You're not being grateful. Mm-hmm. That's really what she was referring to. She didn't realize I didn't have any context for it as a child, obviously not. Right. right. But like, as an adult, like she wasn't thinking about it but that's really what she was referring to like I could have given you up I could have aborted you I could have I could have left you with grandma like my right. grandmother I could have left you with somebody and I didn't I chose so, this life yeah yeah and I made sacrifices and mm-hmm. here you are the mandando me cosas that I don't appreciate right <laughs> like, how dare you? and I feel like especially our generation we're like the bridge I always see us as like a literal bridge between his, history. And like modern times, because we're not there and we're like, we're not in one place or the other. We could navigate both. Right. Because now as a parent, you know, my kids, man, my husband gets so frustrated with them, but I'm trying to understand them because I feel like this is how my parents didn't understand me. Right. Because they came into a different world. And like we were talking about, they didn't speak English. They're navigating. And now on top of that, they have to parent. A, a kid and, and then who becomes a teenager who's expecting things because they're navigating a world that we didn't right because my parents what like my I was talking to my cousin the other day and she mentioned how like her dad my uncle was like a human scarecrow and he was that's what his job was right in the my grandfather's farm that's what he did to help the crops at like eight or nine here's my nine-year-old <laughs> telling me he don't need to work because I can pay his bills. <laughs> he is my favorite, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's a trip. My little boyfriend. He's mm-hmm. And I'm fighting with my 15-year-old because I'm like, you should have, a even if it's 15 hours a week, like you should have that. I'm trying to make him independent. I'm trying to make him, even if it's a little cashier job, like go work at Wegmans. You'll be, you will survive. Like you will be okay. And he's fighting it too. And I'm like, dang, when I was 14, I was dying to get a job so I can make my own money. And I have to beg these kids to work. And so my husband sees it as like, they're privileged. And I'm like, they have tough times too. We just don't see it because we can't relate. Just like our parents mm-hmm. couldn't relate to us. Cause then he's like, well, what's the tough times? I don't know. I can't relate, <laughs> but I'm right. trying my best to understand them because I felt like as a kid, we weren't understood as kids because we were navigating different worlds than our parents were. And they were like, girl, all this stuff I did to get to the United States and now you're going to be acting a fool. And it's like, well, no one asked you to come to the United States. 
Well, I think about like even the difference in that, like what you just said, right? As a child, I was expected to work to contribute to the house. So like whatever I made had to go to La Casa. Like mm-hmm. me trying to keep money for my own, that's cute. We got food, we got to put on this mm-hmm. table, right? But even that switch of like, it's like, wouldn't you want to have money of your own, right? right? Like to be able to do things or show some responsibility for yourself, right? Like it's a whole switch in dynamic even in mothering, right? Like mm-hmm. for us, it was almost expected what yeah, you mean yeah. you don't have a job I was paying the right? cable bill I was paying my car insurance I had a, the yeah. moment you got it they were itching for you to be able to get a job because they were like oh we got a bill but that electric. was right that was like a relief off their shoulders because they right. were barely but you know I'm I'm sitting here thinking well damn you want a pair of sneakers right you like the new Jordans well you can grab the new Jordans and you know what Why I mean like it's just a, yeah I'm not asking you to pay my car insurance I'm just like <laughs> you know you know it's funny because like listen I I went to some really good schools with you know they were Ivy League and so like those folks get treated differently right um their expectation of life is different right and I remember that they were getting an allowance to go to school to the university meanwhile my parents were like where is like you, your, your permanent residence is still this house. Like, right. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not even living at home anymore. What do you mean? I got to like help out. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like, but that was like the difference, right? Those folks grew up with such, in my, in my experience, privilege. Right. Right. That they were getting allowance just to go to school. I'm over here having to pay for my school, like get out loans, whatever I need and right. figure out how to help, help the family. Right. Yeah. Um, but then when I realized that people, this, this was like a mind trip for me when I realized like people weren't expected to like give their checks to the family. Oh my gosh. Yo, that to me was like mind blowing. When I learned that, I remember like, what do you mean you're not giving your check to your family? Like, what are you doing with it? (laughs) You're like buying clothes. Right. I was like, what? You're doing. And so like, you keep it for yourself. (laughs) And so like, I remember like, it was like this, I was like, you have rights with your own money. Like I had this whole thing and I remember like I had a whole conversation with my mom like, well, I'm only gonna pay this much because I heard so and so like mom was like, Well, when you're out on your own, you feel free to do whatever you want with your money if you have any left. My and mom was just like you can and do. literally that's why I left my house at 17. Because I was like, girl, I'm paying the car insurance, I'm paying the cable bill, I'm paying the phone bill. I could be doing this. <laughs> Excuse me. Like I could be doing oh, this by my myself. God. And I still have a curfew. Like, this is some bullshit. Like, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's too funny. But it is. There is a privilege um, that other people have that as child of immigrants, we didn't have. You know, right. expected. We were just expected to work harder. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but I also feel like in terms of like spirituality, because I also think about this too, not so much in Catholicism, right? But I think in the spiritual backgrounds that our families come from, because like, yes, they were, in my case, practicing Catholics, right? Mm-hmm. But there was indigenous religions Folk and practices. Catholicism. Yes, that they practice, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and I think about like, the Yoruba traditions, right? Like the African traditional religions, right? Mm-hmm. Where people are actually like contributing to maintain that house. Right. 
right? Even into just like, indigenous tribes, they we it was extended family because they right. all contributed to the home in that way. Yeah, and so like growing up when we talk about being the bridge, right? That plays into our spirituality. It, it plays into how we were raised, where like we are expected to contribute to the house, like to the house. And it's and you're right, it was extended family. Mm-hmm. You know, like living in a studio apartment with like five of my cousins, like not normal. I you know, or like my but, uncle who just came from the arts, but right. we have a two bedroom and five people, but we're still gonna because you got to help them out. My grandfather and whoever else, yeah. My dad sending money back to the motherland to not only help out like his mom, but help out sisters and siblings and whatnot, right? right? But then like, so we grew up with that mentality. Like, so like, to me, that's all I knew, which is like, oh, I guess this is, I didn't like it, but I was like, okay. Right, but this is it, yeah. Right, but then I'm like talking to the counterparts that were like totally Americanized and they were like, yeah, no, I work for myself. Like, or like, why can't you go to the movies? Weren't you working? And I'm like, right, yeah, like, don't you have money? Yeah. Do I need money for that shit, right? Like, <laughs> you know? And so, like, thinking about those things, and it's just like, that's like part of like where I think about this. The reason why this came up is that sometimes it's like we grew up with a practice. I'm not saying that it was right or wrong, mm-hmm. right? I think there's some abuses that our families did to us in terms right. of how expected us to contribute to the family because it was very self-sacrificing and that's Mm -hmm. not something that I think our spirituality actually wants us to do is to self-sacrifice right for the greater good it's about how do you contribute to the greater good Mm -hmm. um but then you have like colonizers pulling this out like that's wrong why do you contribute you shouldn't be contributing right it's everyone for themselves right the colonizer mindset so like pulling us out of that right and Mm -hmm. so like it's funny because i find myself now in a space where luckily I'm, I'm you know I can't contribute a lot but if it's like paying my parents phone bill I want to pay it same right now right like whatever whatever's in my power and I don't again I'm an adult now with a lot of responsibilities mm-hmm. right but let me win some lotto money I know right it's a wrap for some people we're like right. let's listen let's pay off some mortgages let's pay off some, <laughs> some right. stuff right but I feel like that's part of like that some of that spiritual culture that we actually grew up about taking care of each other as opposed to like taking care of like one and like just the individual because that like you know going back to the thing that we're not even like colonizers or you know anyone slave masters they all got their money from exploiting off the sweat of others right and so they got ahead because of free labor because of exploiting people and so that's the opposite of how our people did things, right? We did things for community. We did things for each other. We bartered. Right. <clears throat> so there's that push and pull where we live in a society where now everyone's talking about pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but your ancestors got you to the privilege you have because of exploiting the free labor of my ancestors. And so it's hard for me to, to hear you <laughs> Right. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps when you didn't even do it. Pull yourself up by your panties. <laughs> right. Full circle moment. Full, Full circle. circle. Full circle moment. So it's so it is like that modern versus tradition that we're like stuck in between because now we're navigating this modern world because it's not like we can go back. you can't Mm -hmm. go back you got to navigate what you're dealt the cards you're dealt in this capitalistic society with still trying to hold on to traditions right Right. 
you know what I'm thinking about, Jay? We had we had intended today's podcast to be about the different different type of brujas and the we ended up in mother wounds. Mother wounds, <laughs> right? Because I don't think, to be honest, you know, I had, I, I had also shared with you like the message that had come before, like we started the recording, right? Which is more about like bringing spirituality into every aspect of your life, like not right. not just making it about like only when you're at the altar. Part- compartmentalizing yeah we're not good at doing i feel like too we're good at comfort i can't know yes. that word yeah that's why we can't even say it because we shouldn't be I know, we're the worst. you know because like the doing. code switching and how we had you know we're at work we're one way and then with our family we're something else and then with our parents we're different because we're right. expected you know to be calladita and whatever else and yeah. so we navigate all these different boxes that we're put in that we don't know how to put like spirituality in all of the boxes like it should be in every box right and I think like the the message for me as we're talking about this is that like we actually brujas one you can be more than one type of bruja right we're trying to make ourselves into one type of bruja I think that's the problem because we're doing the colonization thing of we fall into labels yes and so like, it's one, breaking the labels of the type of bruja that you want to be. And then two is that we actually grew up not having compartmentalized. Did I say it right? <laughs> um, we just didn't realize it, mm-hmm. right? Because we grew up, yes, there was toxicity. Yes, there was a lot of hurt and a lot of things that needed to be healed as, you know, from our parents or whatnot, just because... They were, you know, hurt people and hurt people hurt people, right? right? And so like they had years, ancestral lineage years of colonization and slavery that they've had to deal with, right? So like we are dealing with the aftermath effects of that. Right. We have right? like the tools finally that we need in order to work through those wounds that they right. just couldn't. So we have all this generation from slavery and colonization through modern times that we're unraveling because our parents and grandparents just couldn't do it. And I don't think, and I don't think that like, so we have a lot of traditions in our families mm-hmm. that I think we're spiritual at the root. Right, right. We were, taught, we were taught not to make it spiritual because that was actually done by the colonizer, right? So the way that we actually upheld the family mm-hmm. is very spiritual. Family system, yeah. Right, is very spiritual, but we may not have seen it as such as, a, as children, right? We saw it more maybe as a responsibility Mm-hmm. right as opposed to something that we're integrating into our, our daily practice of life right um and so like I think the challenge that I want to give to folks during Gemini season because Gemini being the multitasker that it is mm-hmm. right is look at how for better or worse don't judge it don't judge how bad something might have felt or whatnot but like for better or worse look at all the factions of how you're raised as a child and how spirituality actually played into some of those systems, right? Because you're yeah. going to learn to like, okay, then judge it afterwards. Oh, you know, um, yeah, the family unit was really close, but there was no boundaries, right? Right. So once you've identified, I'd like to have a family unit, but have boundaries, you can start to work in that healing process of that and integrate that into your daily life as a spiritual practice, mm-hmm. right? Um, and boundaries. Yeah, because that's all ancestor work it's so important and it's um neglected mm-hmm. I think because it doesn't feel like it gives us something gratifying right now 
right because people want to manifest and they want to they want to manifest the house right and they want to be the baddest bruja on the block but without your ancestor support you can never be the baddest bruja on the block and i'm going to challenge because it's like sometimes you can't get that house because of the financial ancestral like stuff that you got to heal around money mm-hmm. right. right like you have like maybe you were never taught to save properly or your that scarcity mindset that might yeah. come from an ancestor or you're overcoming a lot of barriers because you're a person of color in this country that just isn't given the same Systemic. resources. You gotta, you gotta do some of the ancestral work to like free up some of that space for yourself, right? And identify that and then figure out how to work those pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important and it's important it needs to be done. And I think in the message of like, you need to just bring in spiritualities that you can be several types of bruja, mm-hmm. right? um and manifest and work the brujeria and every single aspect and the herbs of herbs and the candles yeah. and what have you you know and like brujeria like let, let's talk about this we had talked about this episode one what does being a bruja mean to you right yeah. and, and it to us it means being a person standing in their most powerful moment like in their most supreme power right right you can be in your most supreme power at work in your nine to five Mm-hmm. You can be that at your child's soccer game. You could be that at home. You could be that in the garden. You can be that wherever it is that you want to be. It's about how we show up in every space and you can be a bruja in every space. Right? Right. Now you might say, yes, I can be a bruja in every space, but I really like being a bruja in this space. That's a choice. At least you've mastered the fact that you know that once you step out of that space, you're still a bruja. Right. right? I don't go into a place. I don't go into work and say, well, I stopped being a bruja from nine to five right because spirit would kick my ass like <laughs> literally would kick my ass they've done it before um because i tried it i tried it <laughs> i find different ways to be a bruja at work mm-hmm. right i find different ways to integrate my spirituality at work right if you're a healer you're a healer no matter what like whether you're working like me who I work in HR and I still am doing healing work through my work oh my god can I tell you HR is the silent healer Mm -hmm. they're like the therapist Mm -hmm. of the work world and they've been feeling that spot for a very very long time yep right so yes, you've been a healer for a very long time. So this is like, I'm saying this, I'm glad you shared this because Jay has been using her brujeria at work mm-hmm. for years. Oh, even yeah. times where she may not even, when she may not oh. have known yeah. that she was bruja, right? She's been using it because she's just tapping into the power. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the, the Gemini energy of the month, right? Is that we are- Multitaskers. Uh, yeah, in our own way, right? And so we can multitask our brujeria into different aspects of our life. And I think that's like a big message of um, something that we should be doing more often is like, how do we bring more of our spirituality into every aspect of our work so that we don't feel like we are so comp- compartmentalized. We can't even say this word. See, I don't uh, know why. Into our lives, right? Like we're not like, because then we're showing up as different people every single time. We're not showing up as our most authentic self. Right. So how do we It's just hurting self? you. Yeah. Like, and, and that's stressful. Like, mm-hmm. that's just like, oh, I can't show my, 
girl, I show up with my malas, with like, I, I tell people all the time, like your energy is what I have. When I used to work in the office, I'd have crystals. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, whether they were hidden in plants or if they were on my desk, like I used to have a desert rose on my desk for protection. Um, you know, so you knew what was going on. I have Florida water I would spray. Sometimes after people would leave my office, I'm like, that was a lot. Let me spray some Florida water. <laughs> I'm like, that was a lot. So we're just gonna. Sometimes I have like holy water or like Florida water, like after I get an email. Cause it's like, sometimes like now I get like a lot of email dumps, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh God, that was a lot for my eyes. <laughs> but like, see, I'm just like, oh, let me just yep. take it off. Um, you know, I also like use energy healing in sessions sometimes when I'm meeting with staff members that maybe have a lot of anxiety or they're, you know, sometimes people like work is hard. It's never like easy and like they need to just decompress a little bit. I allow it to be a space. I'm not their therapist. I'm not providing right. anything, but I just so allow we're all like burned out. And so yeah. if you feel like, okay, my, my supervisor understands me, if I can, I can talk to Sin and she gets it. Then, because like I always say, people don't leave companies, they leave managers, right? 100% right. So now I've talked to Sin, I'm good, I can get back to work, I'm happy, I'm productive. I just needed that one vent, right? Desahogarme, como se dice in Spanish, right? I just needed a vent real quick, and then I can go back to work. Yeah, I mean, you may not want to vent to me, because I'll be like... Mm. You know, you keep, you probably keep people on task with your Virgo stellium. You're like, let me tell you... <laughs> So my Gemini is in the 10th house. Ah. <laughs> oh, so I always have lots of ideas of what yeah. people <laughs> I was just going to say taskmaster. Oh, yeah. Like, let me I, tell you how to work this out. I'm a delegator. I delegate to my boss. I delegate to everybody. I'm just like, mm, I think this is a good idea. Let me give it to you. I mean, I still do a lot of work because I'm still right. a Virgo. I can't help myself. <laughs> but like, I'm like, if I'm doing all this work, you could also do this work. This right. makes, you could do something. Yeah, you should do this. You should do this. Um, I'm just trying to think of what other work I like. Imagine if I can do like spiritual work, like give task that I would totally task my spiritual work. Totally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's why Spirit, outsource it. <laughs> that's why Spirit hasn't made me a famous Buha yet because they would know I would outsource my shit. Be I'd be like, I would be like, yo, like make my Florida water even though I know right. it's supposed to be done in my prayer but like right. I'd be like do my Florida water my Florida water is bomb by the way but like I'd be like these are the ingredients I'll pray for it when it comes back here right like I'll figure it out I don't want to have to wait three weeks for this shit to ferment just do it um <laughs> this is why they don't give me nice things <laughs> <laughs> they realize I'm messed up it's a Gemini energy. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's my Gemini in the tenth house, sort of, I guess. Delegator. No. I'm a delegator, and also my fifth house is in Capricorn, so mm. I'm gonna create with order, right? At the same time. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense between your Virgo and your Capricorn and your Gemini in the tenth. I'm a wackadoodle. I'm a total lack of Scorpio's in the 10th. So it's, and then I have my yeah. Mercury and my Venus in the 10th. So really interesting. Mm -hmm. Still navigating that. That's interesting. That is very, very interesting. See, because when you talk about like 
being a bruja at work or like just being yourself that's hard for me to do in spaces because like people can open up to me and I let them do all day and I'll you know I'll help you and we'll figure this out for me to you never like I will never be the one crying in my boss's office like I could just never I feel like that makes me look weak <laughs> it's just giving me a look but that's my Scorpio right like I don't tr I have trust issues in that area first of all Scorpio is like the ultimate witch so the fact that you're a witch in your 10th house to me is like so fitting for you <laughs> um also yeah. call it trust issues or whatever but Scorpio's just always in disguise like Scorpio's mm -hmm. always working shit but always in disguise I'm yeah. like so like I just I don't show you my true self at work yeah. and I probably will never even though we're just talking about being your true self everywhere it's just my natural you're always hiding they're always yeah. hiding at they're... work but I will help you you know I will I will help you and I will do all my brujeria and I will help you uh, you know behind the scenes but I'm not gonna but you're not gonna know any of my business like we were not gonna go there so and at work everybody knows I'm a wackadoodle because I'm always like coming in with a million ones like blah, 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 blah. We're yep. done? Good. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. <laughs> no, it's so crazy. But like, you know, I'll talk about even like my weekend. Sometimes they'll, and I'll do stuff over the weekend. And they'll be like, oh, how was your weekend? I can't even tell you what I did. I'll probably, I was cleaning. I cleaned my house. I, like I, I don't share the weekend stories like other people would either. Like I just, it's my Mercury and my Venus. I just don't talk about myself. It's hard. But then right. they see the vet because I have my Capricorn rising, right? So I let that shine. So they're like, oh, well, she's a great worker. She does, you know, she does well for the company, for the employees. And so I get my merits and my promotions through my Capricorn rising because my 10th house is just not going to work for me in that area. The shadow work is for the other people. Like I use the Scorpio in getting other people's business out so that I can help them, but not in mine. Always a Scorpio. <laughs> always like a Scorpio. That's what a Scorpio does. Mm -hmm. They always want to talk about your problem. Yes. <laughs> You're like, how about you? What are, what are, what's going on with you? What, are, what? How can I help you? Always talking about other yeah. people's problems. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's funny. I'm technically in my Scorpio year. You know how, like, with the astrology, like, as as the you basically spend like twelve years. Was it twelve years? Yeah, because you like go back. It's like a yeah. not a solar return, but like you you do your rising and you go through it. Yeah, I can't remember if it's every twelve. I've seen years. those circle charts. I think yeah. it is. I think it's every 12 years. So like I already, well, I was a Virgo at one third. Maybe. You don't even know. Well, I've been a Virgo. I've been a Libra and now I'm a Scorpio, right? So I just finished my Libra year last year and I'm going into my, I'm in my Scorpio year now for like the last year. And so I'm like super aware of like how Scorpios act now because I'm starting to act like a Scorpio and I'm just like, mm, that's interesting. I'm just like, I'm like, mm, that's so interesting. And then with my solar return, my moon and my solar return for this year is in Scorpio too. So like, I'm really seeing it all and how it all 
how I fit into the Scorpio energy and how I use it. Yeah. I always find <clears throat> Scorpio for me has always been interesting because it's in my third house. So it's always been the way that I communicate, even though like my Mercury is in Libra, like I communicate very pretty. Because <laughs> I'm charming with my words, folks. Right. I'm charming with my folks. But I like Scorpio in the third house is like a very like, you know, like you you hide it's like your education. I also hide my education a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I never want to talk about my education. I'm always embarrassed by my education because I feel like, oh, I had so much privilege in my education. Right. Like right. You want to feel like you're bragging. Right. Because it's so like I'll talk about other people's education right. all the time. <laughs> All the damn time. Yeah. All the damn time. So funny. All the time. I'm what like, about yeah. you? I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got a degree. But like, where did you go to school? Really? That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <sighs> and then people think I'm like a total tonta, and they're like, wait, you went? I'm like, yes, I went there every week. <laughs> like, yes, I went there. Um, I always laugh. Um, well, like, well communication we talk about communication right and how things are like astrology mm-hmm. last month I did a panel where I didn't think I was going to speak but you're in a I, panel. I, I had specifically said I wasn't going to speak oh my gosh I had coordinated the panel I wasn't in the panel I okay. ended up being on the panel oh my god and they read my bio and I was not prepared first of all I don't know where they grabbed my bio. you were pr- embarrassed oh the Probably. entire time yeah I was in, the entire time Gordon the entire Gordon time I was like oh my God, they're talking about me. You feel exposed. <laughs> oh my God, they know everything about me now. Yeah. But then the funniest part is that they mentioned my education. And so like, I have a lot of friends in the circle. That didn't know. They didn't know. And so they were like, first of all, like one, I don't know how we've known you for this long and didn't know you had two masters. <laughs> they're like, two, this is why you're fighting Biden so hard on canceling debt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all want that. I was like, listen, if he if a collective food, brujas could get together for this, I'd be much obliged. Oh my God. Much. I already told my husband is that if he cancels student loans, I'm getting my master's. That's the only reason I haven't gotten it. Listen, it was hilarious because the text that came through were like, oh, this is why you're pushing. <laughs> I'm just like, and here you are saying with two, what's your master's in? international relations oh. and industrial relations wow labor. labor yeah labor but I think it's like again going back to being a child of immigrants and seeing how much they they fought like how bad some of these factories I know some of these factories my parents worked in were not the best and so I swear if I wouldn't have been in HR I would have probably been like an immigration lawyer because I hate when people are exploited in that way and that's how a lot of companies and then then you hate you have like kim kardashian saying well nobody wants to work kimberly nobody wants to work for you like nobody wants to work nobody wants to be exploited and there's a difference right but no one wants to put in the hard work nobody wants to work these days says the person who's never really worked You've been just playing, like you've been playing. You really haven't been out here in these streets in the way that the normal person, middle class, lower class person is working, you know? You know, all, yes to all of that. I actually had a moment because that's how I, that's actually how I first responded was like, 
bitch, you have not worked. At work. Yes. So then I realized she does work. She actually probably is a really hard worker and the things that she's doing now, right? right? But I think what she was equating with how she like she's always put in that work to get where she's at, when the reality is that she had privilege to get to those points. And she that had most the privilege people, to fail. Yeah. Right. Whereas like most people don't have that. So like right. they're working hard every day and right. not harder than Kimber- Kimberly is, <laughs> right? To get a tiny little fraction of what she has. Right. Like their ability to ever get to where she's at does not exist. That right. That's not an ability we have, right? Right. A lot of brujeria would have to happen and we would have to do collective brujeria for that because... Mm-hmm. We could just be brujas that just live in our own virtual reality. Like Seriously. we just make like live in live like a Pisces in perpetual delusion. <laughs> it's just like I call it a dreamy state. The perpetual delusion for Pisces is just a dreamy state. Maybe it's delusion. <laughs> it's delusion. Let's not get it. <laughs> delusion. Yeah. Listen, I'm all for an evolved Pisces any time of the day. Loves them. Loves them. Okay. But there are very few in that, like very, very few. Yeah. And actually, I think sometimes it's really funny. Sometimes I feel when there's an involved Pisces, I usually think they're in Aries. Something about their energy okay. that because they start doing. That's what it is. They start doing. They start doing. Because Pisces will just like have want people to do things for them, mm-hmm. and then they yeah, don't understand. Why there's they're, the, they're dreaming up the world, but they don't go out and create it. Yeah. The times that I've been wrong about an evolved Pisces is usually when I thought that they were in Aries. And I was just like, oh, you're a Pisces? <laughs> Funny. Really? Really? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Listen, I love y'all, Pisces. But you really one up Geminis and everybody here, like basically in this world. Yes, they it's do. It's gotta be my, I don't know if it's like my Sagittarius. It's got to be my Sagittarius and my Libra because I love Pisces too, but I love Gemini's. I love everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem. With that's no your one. Libra moon talking right now. Okay. My Libra. That's your Libra, yeah. that's your Libra moon trying to balance. But you know, Sagittarius is very like free spirited in that way. But like, you know, I know people be having problems with Virgos. I don't have a problem with Virgos. Everybody has I a problem like, with Virgos. I like Virgos. I don't have an issue with Virgos. Um, I have issues with Virgos. <laughs> but sure. I love Pisces too. Like I don't have a problem with Pisces. I don't have a problem with air. Like I don't have a problem. I don't think I've met anybody that I've had an issue with because of their sun sign. No, I don't have issues with them because they're a sun sign. I see patterns. No, that's what I mean. Like I yeah. don't see I don't see it. Like I'm okay with oh, everybody. Yeah, no, no. No, no, I'm okay with everybody too, but those patterns I see, I'm like, Mm-mm, no, that's not gonna be okay. <laughs> like, I that's still don't it. like you, but I'll work. Yeah, no, I like you as a person, but that Pisces delusion, is right? No, I problem. understand what you're saying. Yeah. I just, yeah. I guess that's what I mean. Like, I appreciate the patterns that you're seeing. I find a way, and I'm telling you, that's my Sagittarius. I find a way to like turn it into a positive thing. Oh, right. Yeah, delusion. No. I say they're dreamy. It's cute. <laughs> see. So like I can always see like that other like it's fine. They're everybody's cute. I love Gemini's even though they're they can be a little bit of a problem. I love them. You know I can't find there. I don't think that there's one sun sign that I'm like mm, don't like. I wonder if you're like that with moon signs though. 
that might be a problem for me. I would agree with that. The sun signs I'm good with moon might be an issue, but then yeah. I wouldn't know which moon even would be an issue for me. Maybe Capricorn. Mm. But even then my rising would appreciate it. Probably. Yeah. I'm going to figure this one out. <laughs> I'm going to look. She's like, I know. I'm telling you, it's my Libra moon, my Sagittarius sun, which is like everybody. Your Libra moon won't allow you to publicly say that you don't like the sign. Like, that's what it is. Your Libra moon is being what Libra does, which is in the middle. Being like, oh, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is not fine. Okay? Here comes There the are patterns you cannot deny. But I, I guess I can appreciate everybody's patterns. That's all I'm oh, saying. Listen, I can appreciate the delusion. Don't get me wrong. I can appreciate the delusion, okay? The, the delusion of like this dreamy state, as you call it, mm-hmm. right? I can appreciate in a Pisces because Virgos don't usually dream in that way, right? right? Because we dream in a way of like, okay, the dream becomes a goal and then we get focused on accomplishing it. Right. So like, Pisces does not do. Yeah. Right? And so like we, and that's what I'm saying, like a really good Virgo does have that from a Pisces. A Virgo that's evolved will have that dreamy like, oh, I should actually do, like, I should actually reach higher. I shouldn't do it just feel safe, right? I should go I should go for the two masters, mm-hmm. even though I'm not going to use them both. Delusional. <laughs> delusional. Delusional. So I should go get those two masters that I'm not going to use. Because that I have to pay for. <laughs> the Virgo was like, all right, this is what we, this is what we said we're going to do. Let's right, do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, right? Yeah. Never again, Pisces. Never again. Okay. Now we know why. <laughs> I just figured it out on this podcast today. Folks. You just figured out why my Pisces. Energy. Now you know. Now we know why you don't like Pisces. It's them student loans like knocking at your door every month. You're like got motherfuckers. They got me. They got me. Um. No, I mean, like with them, it's like I think it's necessary, right? What I get to is like the Virgo in me. Like when they start talking about dreams, they're like, all right, so what are we gonna do? Are we right. gonna do it? Are we gonna do it? Right. And like, so like how that's we get the- there. Yeah, those are the pieces. I, I don't allow people to just dream for the sake of dreaming because I'm just like, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. And we don't got, I get it. Yeah, we don't got a lot of that. And then Gemini being crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm here, ideas. I'm here for the Thank crazy. Though. I'll take a Gemini over a Pisces. See, I'm okay with both. I don't feel like you would go over, like if this was a man Gemini, you'd be like, I'll take the Pisces. <laughs> the man Gemini, I can see him coming, right? Because I grew up with the Gemini, so I know. You can see them coming, she said. I already know. I'm like, nope, we ain't gonna do that today. So I, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, your antennas would be up and be like, mm, I don't like these patterns that I'm seeing yes. these Gemini men. So I am gonna go over to the Pisces men. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's your boo? Sagittarius sun but he's like a virgo stellium so he's mm-hmm. very virgo he's more virgo than sagittarius i know it's he's rough amazing. sometimes out here in these streets it is virgo stelliums are rough mm-hmm. wait do you know what house it's in no i'm gonna have to look that up for next time i forgot yeah 
I think the only thing that makes me semi-bearable and not very often, because again, lots of Virgo energy, chaotic mess that I am, uh, or critical mess that I am, I should say, is that it's all in my first house. Right. So I tend right. to keep it to myself. That is right. the only thing that I think is my saving. No, it's grade. definitely not in his first house. Yeah, I think it's the only thing that's my saving. But I'm, I'm very through eight, somewhere around there, but I'll double check it. Hopefully it's not the seventh house because then you would really be feeling it. Oh, my heart hurts for you. <laughs> it's already like palpitating. <laughs> like, please don't let it be in the seventh house. Please. You're going to get a text from me tomorrow like, what the hell? Poor Jay. Jay, do we need a therapy session? Do we need a healing oh, session? To like, oh let me undo all of this stuff. I tell people that are, like, that are with Virgos all the time, I'm sorry for you because we're not, we're not you know, using The retrogrades are rough. And so I like, I remind him, I'm like, yo, because, you know, he just sees he's a Sagittarius son, but I know all this more than that. <laughs> so I have to tell like Mercury, really Mercury is his chart ruler, not Jupiter. And so retrogrades are tough. And when you yeah. don't realize that, I feel like it's even tougher. Like when you don't know to lean into the energy and, you know, really make it work for you, it, it works against you. And so, yeah. And with his Jupiter, right? With him being a Sagittarius sun, I feel like that expands it at that point. Now, now we're going to expand the foolishness. And so I tried to, so I'm always telling him like, yo, Mercury's about to go into retrograde. So like, I really like warn him. So then he gets frustrated. He's like, it's always a retrograde. Cause if he was like, I'm always telling him. You're like, I only got a one month break. What the fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> so he's gotten better but you know he's made like questionable purchases through the retrograde that but we're, we're working on it it's hard yeah it definitely mercury mercury retrogrades really hurt gemini's and virgos a little bit more but i feel like i don't know i think i'm in a space where i just always because i've grown up like we feel this energy all the time that's right. the thing that it doesn't feel that much more different for us we might feel it for example is if we usually don't have any planets in a certain house which means that we don't deal with that house a lot right and mercury's passing through that house it might feel like that might feel a little bit more like right oh, it's jarring you know? right like i don't have any planets in my sixth house so like when mercury's visiting my sixth house which is the house of health and career right but mainly like house <laughs> right like mainly health right i lost yeah. a fucking last time right? <laughs> <laughs> I pay attention to some of these things I want to prepare myself because my yeah. beauty, you know my beauty is everything to me I'm like oh, <laughs> so I'm about to lose a damn tooth again aren't I aren't I tell me now just tell me now oh my god yeah isn't that messed up mercury was messed up it's not my homie that's actually our new t-shirt mercury is not my homie mercury is not, I know I kind of find where my mercury in reggaeton t-shirt went we had so I many had good t-shirt ideas. <clears throat> we have because we have that with um Bad Bunny. Yep. Yeah, I have it. I just took out my summer clothes like a Virgo. Took it out my summer clothes already. I'm not there yet, but it was really warm up here last week, and I was like, my closet seasonal. So are we doing this? Like I usually wait till Labor Day week or Memorial Day weekend to switch, and then Labor Day weekend to like switch back. So I was like, are we here? Like, is this it? And then it was cold today. I was like, forget it. I only, 
I only did it because of my trip to Greece where I thought it was going to be warm and it wasn't. But oh, like, that sucks. I mean, it was warm-ish. Like warmer than here. It What's was, warm-ish? I mean, well, it was in like the high 60s every like every day that we're there, which wasn't as warm as I thought it was going to be. Right. However, like the sun, like when you're not in the shade, the sun in Greece is actually really hot. So it'll feel like you're in 80 degree weather. Okay. In the sun. Not because of humidity. It's just that it's that just sun is sun. so powerful that you will feel it. Um, so I felt it. Um, but like then I would go into the shade and be like shivering, like it, like oh my god, oh my god, because I'm anemic. You so had to be like god. layered. Oh yeah, you have to like carry a jacket with you yeah. when you're there. So that's why I was like, oh, I'll just do my whole closet change, and then I came back for like three days. I'm like, it's cold here. I'm gonna wear the same pair of jeans because that's all I left. That's what. <laughs> See, I leave like sweaters like this, like cardigans that I can. So these, this kind of stuff, like open cardigans stay in my closet year round because I could just throw it on. I leave um, blankets. I, I walk around like a hobo in my house with a blanket mm-hmm. over me instead of, cause that's much classier. <laughs> I actually left my house today. So that's why I look like this. Yeah. Much but, classier than I do. Yeah. I just walk around with a blanket. Somebody walks in like, what the hell is going on? I'm, like, I'm cold. It's cold in this bitch. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ridiculous. Right. So we gave you all fashion advice in this episode is too. Uh, apparently. Right. Amazing. We should do like an episode on like fashion and brujeria and astrology. That would be fun. Yeah, because you know what I always get offended by? I always get offended by whenever they do like, oh, fashion by by sun sign, right? Oh, those are BS. Total BS. Like, yeah. oh, this is, if you're a Virgo, this is the outfit we like. And it's like and it's a brown like, paper bag. <laughs> it's always like, well, no, it's always like the classic, like black. Like That's black what I mean. Like, like, it's just, yeah. yeah. I'm funky with my style. I'm funky with, I actually think Virgos have really good style. And I will say this. Because it's yeah, attention to detail. Because it of, goes back to that. Correct. Because of the attention to detail. Like, mm-hmm. I think, once a Virgo, once a Virgo figures out their style, they are immaculate with it. Mm-hmm. So I figured out long time ago that I look the best, like a five-year-old girl that loves like sparkly pants and rainbows. <laughs> and I, I wear that religiously. Like I wear funky shit all the time. And like when I wear normal things, people are looking at me like, are you okay? Like there's something off with you. I can't put my finger on it. He looks disheveled. <laughs> like, meanwhile, when I show up with my Doc Martens and my sparkles, like my little butterfly wings, we're like, oh my gosh, it's so cute, it's so normal. Um, yeah, because yeah. I love to do brujeria with my clothes, like the colors mm-hmm. that I'm wearing, especially if I already am trying to manifest or set an intention for something. Um, I, you know, my jewelry, my clothes, even like perfume. And, you know, that's my Libra talking again, but perfume really is something I use in ritual. You know what I just realized too, that we were trying to force a subject around like the type of brujeria that there is in brujas mm-hmm. when, when we're still in Venus season and Venus is like, now nah, you're going to talk about the mother. You're going to talk about yeah. the, you're going to talk about like all the things that are female. Energy. About work. Yep. Right. Taurus. About the money. We're talking about right. work. We're talking about money. We're talking about mothers, ancestors. Right. Cause I do feel like ancestors very Taurus like. Right. And then, uh, and Yeah. <laughs> The whole like, we talk about, like everything but 
Full circle. Full circle. Listen, well, that could be a good one, a good episode about fashion. And yeah, I think that would actually be a really great episode. We could talk about some of the best designers and their astrology and like if we think they were witches or not. Mm-hmm. Some of them are definite witches. Mm-hmm. Like literal and like figuratively speaking. Like I love. <laughs> Like, I love myself some Coco Chanel. I don't think she was, like, a real, like, bruja, but she was definitely a witch, if you know what I mean. She yeah. Was like, witch energy. Wasn't she a racist? That part. But I still want some <laughs> Coco Chanel. I still want some Chanel, like, little loafers. I've been eyeing them. I can't afford them. <laughs> yeah. So until I buy them, and after I have them for a few months, we're not going to acknowledge that racism. That's okay. I don't think we're going to find a fashion house from that era, right? The Gucci's, the Versace's. Right. That are not race. I mean. Versace, definitely a witch. Oh, yeah. I could For see sure. That. For sure. I could see that. Yeah. Total. Totally. <laughs> I don't know like any other brands. Oh, Hermes. We're going to say Hermes. Mm-hmm definitely like a practitioner of some sort because are you going to name something like Hermes and not be it's Hermes okay (laughs) that's what it is but it's Hermes it's Hermes total witch energy oh my god yeah we're gonna have to dedicate an episode to this tell us about your favorite brands people comment with your favorite nobody's gonna do this well, maybe, you know, there's six, seven listeners now. Maybe we're even basically viral. Yeah. You can tell your boo that we're viral. He doesn't even know it. Actually, I went to go to a store over the week, the one that I was telling you about, Jay, where I was trying to, like, you know, sell your shit. And <laughs> you're like, Modern Bruja, that sounds really familiar. Are you on Spotify? I'm like, yes, are you one of our six? Oh, my God. <laughs> she was like, I think. We should like work with her to sell t-shirts in her store that says I'm one of the six with the modern bruja. First of all, we should only print up six. Okay. <laughs> Made to order. We'd be sitting ironing on the, the design in the back of the store. And I'm gonna do number one is actually gonna be Desiree. We talked about Desiree a little bit earlier. It's gonna be Desiree. Shout out to Desiree, shout out. She's got her little store. She does print stuff too. Maybe we get her to do this because I'm laughing because how she introduced herself to me, like I'm one of your five. (laughs) (laughs) So she got the joke people and she used it well. She's (laughs) our number one. But now you have to say I'm one of the six, Desiree, because we've grown. We've grown. Yeah, this we've year. grown by one. We've grown this year. That's growth. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. Watch tomorrow. She's gonna have these done. Well, once this releases, she's gonna have it done, and she's gonna be number one, and then one, two, three, four, five, six. Hilarious. One of six. Two of six. Yeah, Maybe Josh. That. Josh. Jonathan can be two. <laughs> it's like I, I guess I'll be number three. <laughs> I guess I'll be four. There you go. We need to find five and six, folks. If you're available, let us know. Uh, but no, I would be interested to see who your favorite designers are, and then we can talk about if they're like witchy. Yeah, and then how to use clothes, right? To 
to help with your brujeria on a daily basis? I mean, yeah, like to Jay's pro tip thing earlier, like colors are energy. Mm-hmm. And like, that's one of the easiest ways, right? Mm-hmm. Material, like cotton versus hemp. Right. Or silk. Right. Mm -hmm. Or linen. Mm -hmm. Versus polyester. Oh. You should not be wearing, and I was going to say, in this day and age, I hope none of us wearing polyester, okay? Some people that are into vintage, yes. Oh, that's another thing. People need to cleanse their clothes when it's vintage. People don't realize that. Do that. That's my PSA for the day. I throw some Florida water or some Colonia in the washing machine with the clothes, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. detergent, clothes, Florida water. All right, folks, y'all got an extra extended episode today it is. And, and you got a lot because Venus energy is a lot. <laughs> Mercury retrograde energy is a lot. A lot. <laughs> We just ended the these eclipses, the Scorpio Taurus situation. That was a lot. Congratulations for surviving. Yeah. We're still, they're still surviving out here. So barely. I know. (laughs) Barely. But congratulations for making it past eclipse season into Mercury and reggaeton season. Mm -hmm. And we're about to hit a bunch of other retrogrades. So just brace yourselves yeah pull yourself up by your panties as jay says <laughs> or pull yourself up by your chonies as i would say because we're multi-dialectal here is that even a word it's not i don't word. know but we're gonna go with it. multi-ethnic mm, no maybe no i don't know <laughs> but we speak different versions of spanish here and we're all inclusive <laughs> We're very inclusive. We're very inclusive. Yeah. Um, Until next time, people. Ciao. Adios. Hasta luego. Yeah. Oh, my God. Until next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Enjoy today's podcast. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and follow us on Instagram. At Modern Bruja Podcast. Bye-bye.